This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After a failure at Forest Green, the season's outlook looks bleak, doesn't it? Is Mansfield Town's season over? Are the Stags going to be without leading striker Danny Rose? And exactly who is to blame for this hmm, U-turn in form? Is it David Flickcroft? Is it Steve Evans and his mate Dodgy? Or is it a mixture of the two? All points and questions for discussion here on the Mansfield Matters podcast tonight. On a Tuesday brought to you tonight rather than on a Thursday due to obviously playing on Friday. And a little bit earlier than usual we usually be because obviously England are in action tonight. But who really cares about uh, that? It's all about club here on the Mansfield Matters podcast as always. Nathan Edge in the far corner Evening. Simon Mercer Evening. and Cam Felton Evening. as well if you've got any comments or anything that you want to make uh, today then really do get involved in the comments as you always do this is the show for the fans by the fans why? well simply because Manfield really does matter lots coming up tonight then as we say we start with Oddballs which is uh, obviously the connection question reborn on our Facebook page, if you want to have a look at that, so open it up in a new tab, we um, have posted a picture of four ex-Stags and uh, Accrington players. One of them is a current Stags player. That is not the uh, oddball, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'll give you that as a little bit of a clue. Uh, did everybody else see that? Yes, we saw it. We so saw it's good. it. It's, yeah, but, Great. Um, not, not having it. I'm, dis- I'm very disappointed Ooh. in you. Those players are <laughs> Rory Bolding, Louis Malt, Joel Byram and Andy Todd. They've all played for both clubs. But in this lineup, I want to know who is the oddball and why. Nathan, do you think you know the answer? No idea. Simon, do you want to hazard a guess? No idea. It's not Joel Byron before Damn you it. pipe up. I'll give you a bit of a clue. It is all to do with a with appearances. So have a little bit. I have a little clue, that. like a little idea, but I don't think it's right. So. Okay, well we're going to find out at the end of the show. And if you want to uh, have your Very say on uh, your on on <laughs> that, get your guesses in Damn in the comments right. as usual. Right then. We were stood together at Forest Green on the terraces, Nath. Uh, we tried to escape early, but we all got blocked into the car park. What a horrific afternoon that was. Over to you. Rant away, my friend. <laughs> well, Rant away. It. Do not hold back. You said in the intro, didn't you, that it was a Forest Green failure, but I think that's an, an understatement. It was... I don't even have to put it into words. Um, 
for me, the worst performance of the season. We never got going. I think we had a spell, didn't we, in the first half, probably towards the end of that first half, where we started to create a little bit, but we never, ever looked like scoring, to be honest. We, we couldn't put a ball into the box for the life of us. Um, and there's only one way the game was going to go. And uh, to be honest, I didn't think the starting lineup was, was great. It was good he changed formation, but I think he changed it. It didn't change it the right way. Obviously, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth that Danny Rose got injured seconds into where you know start of the game, wasn't it? But to be honest, if he was on the pitch, I don't think it'd have made much of a difference. I don't, you know, honestly, I I, I don't think that was to blame for what what happened following that. So <laughs> very very bad day at the, the office, and I think um, to be honest, I don't know, I can't see where our next win's going to come now. That's the concerning thing, isn't it? We'll obviously talk more about obviously Accrington and Luton coming up and the rest of the games coming up later on as well. But let's start with Forest Green, Cam and Simon. When you saw the team, Nathan mentioned about uh, he felt like he got the team wrong. When you saw that come through on social media, were you thinking the same? I was rather optimistic. You look at the team and you think that team's got that played on Saturday has got bags and bags of talent. But it's been the same old Mansfield all season. We've just not turned up. And that's a frustrating bit because we'd got past this stage where we can't get shots away, we can't get the ball in the box. And we'd got through that and we were scoring goals for fun. And just recently, we've gone back to back to the Mansfield we saw September-October time where we just couldn't get the games. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, yeah, when I saw the team, I, I was like Cam, I thought, we might stand a bit of a chance here because we all said last week pace up front and we were crying out for Omari but unfortunately <laughs> he got loaned out whilst we were saying yeah. that the paper was being done no, I think you were signing the paper no mate if there's anyone that we uh, don't like who's oh I want Angle to start next week right come on big bit loan him out <laughs> I think you're see gonna if it works I think you'll find Digby will be in my friend obviously no no suspended you know what good because you know I took back four Pierce for the last four or five games I don't know what you guys think but I think he's been a bit off off the pace and not very good so Roger's given his view on uh, what the team selection should be and shouldn't be Uh, he says think the team should go back to the Newport game uh, line up obviously less Danny Rose as he's injured and Digby comes in uh, for Pierce. I guess it's easy to sort of throw back to that game isn't it by virtue of the fact you know we won 5-0 but it doesn't matter whether you play that 11 or whether you play the the 11 that did well in other games because different certain circumstances and I think one thing which showed on Saturday was Flickcroft had clearly worked on something and clearly tried to find a way forward of putting his mark in it after a couple of weeks of trying the Evans way and it not sort of paying off for him and then it sort of all goes wrong question I want to ask though in your opinion is did it go wrong when Danny Rose got injured or did it go wrong with the formation and the team lineup? It definitely didn't go wrong with Danny Rose getting injured I'd definitely go with the second option but I think the sub he made when Danny Rose did get injured he didn't make it right I don't think it should have been Ricky Miller that came on at that point because it wasn't like for like and he put CJ in did he put him just behind the strikers for he a point he put him right, was... right side of the front three yeah, which for it... an out and out left winger a natural left footer just... I found bizarre and for a player like CJ it just wasn't sometimes he struggles with confidence I think and to go and put him into that scenario where he's not used to playing that position it's just not the right ideal candidate for it and um, I mean 
I think he should. Uh, it's it's different. I think I think he should have started because of his pace, and that's what we were saying about Forest Green away. So in some ways, I was happy for him to come on, but I just think he came on the wrong area. Um, but anyway, I I still think regardless of Danny Rose getting injured, I, I still think we would have had the same outcome. And uh, as Roger said about the team putting out the same team that we did against Newport, and now I sort of feel like it doesn't matter what team we put out because at the moment we've got to really do something to pick these players up because their heads have dropped it's quite clear to see that for whatever reason for me I don't feel like they're, they're playing for Flipcroft Flipcroft this is my, my early thoughts and the other problem I see is I don't think Flipcroft does enough to get them going They've these players have got used to uh, a season and a half well, for most of them a season of a, of a manager who's over the top at times yeah but he's got used to them motivating them getting them going and getting them really up for a match and at the moment it's gone from that extreme to Polly. I'd say the opposite because we were stood there against Forest Green and um, I don't think Flickcroft barely ever said anything, did he? Didn't say a thing, did he? And I think they need that. I think these players need that reaction from the sidelines because they need need pick it up and need get kick Mm. on the backside or need a confidence boost but they're not getting any of it. And I think that's why the standards have dropped because they know that the Amarine's not going to come from the sidelines. Yeah, Yeah. get away from it. You know, I mean, times where like you see Alex McDonald have a shot from 25 yards when Evans were in charge and Evans hated it. He hated McDonald having a shot from 20, unless it went in and then obviously he it would be the best thing he's ever done. Yeah, yeah. he wanted it on target, didn't he? I think that was his point. Yeah, point, yeah. but then, like, if he hit it wide or anything like that, he ran at Macca and he was, he was straight there. Whereas Flitcroft, McDonald's had a few 25 yarders and um, he's kind of applauded them. As though to say, well done for having a shot from 25 yards, even though you missed, it's kind of like a shot toward goal. But it's kind of like, perhaps, you know, they need a bit of a hammering. I think the worst I thing think. is, is the, on the defensive side, I mean, we always we, we played a pressing game under, under Evans, and I don't think we do that much at all now. And I think a part, and that's despite Flitcroft saying that he wants to continually play on the front foot. We yeah, do play on the front foot. We're on the back foot all yeah, the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. And I, like I think the players get away with being a bit lazier because they wouldn't have got away with that under Evans. Because as soon as you know, you heard it numerous times, especially at the own matches where he was shouting at CJ, please don't do your impression. CJ, uh, there we go. He's done it. He's done it. But no, how many times do we hear him having a go at them? A lot of the times, it's to get him back into position or get him to go where he needed to go or get him to do a certain thing and now he doesn't get that I think they, they they feel like they can relax more and they get away with a lot more and mm. that you, is costing us do you think that that's the same sort of thing that's happening with Conrad Logan because I feel that his standards have dropped massively since Evans left his kicking has gone massively downhill it, it's just it's like I agree listen, and listening, a bit, I listening to the game on Saturday it's like bowling the ball out way too fast and players aren't ready for it <laughs> It's like he wouldn't get away with that if Evans was in charge. He'd be barking. Well, he wouldn't, be do- he wouldn't be doing that because he'd be going route one. For me, me personally, exactly. I want to see him bowl the ball out. And I think um, I'm not going to slag him off for that. I want to see Mel Bennett and Hayden White not, coming to collect the bloody thing. Well, it's it's not that he's bowling it out. It's just that it was too fast. The one the time he did react. it. I mean, you know, before that, I'm guessing you're probably referring to the goal where obviously the first goal it cost us, didn't he? He did yeah. throw it out. Yeah. But. I don't know if you if you picked up on the commentary beforehand, but actually before that we was urging him to throw it out quicker, and he never did. And a lot of mm. times it was getting a bit frustrating. And the time one time he did it was the time he shouldn't have done it. The time it cost so him. So he got that making, decision making wrong. He got that wrong. But I, I just want to say on the flip side, he 
made that scoreline more respectable. So mm. I appreciate. I, I probably agree with you, as in his kicking has gone a bit skew with and decision making on Saturday in particular wasn't great he kept it more respectable yeah because uh, yeah, we were never in the game he did save some good some good shots and a bit like Notts County you know just before they scored that save he made uh, when you know there was it looked like he was destined to be goal on it but he made himself big you know a big save and it could have been a key save so I probably wouldn't jump gun yet and put a, a legend in because I think he's just He's doing a lot of good as well. It's, it's a difficult one, I think. Let's have a look at some of the comments coming through tonight. If you're watching on the live feed, uh, keep those comments coming in. If you listen to the audio version of this, Thursday, 6.30. Where were you? Ish. Ish, where were you? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> not this today's Thursday, Tuesday. <laughs> because today's Tuesday, and we've done this two days early because we've got a game on Friday. Easter weekend's completely messed up all, all our plans, to be honest. It does yeah. feel very weird that we're on a... On, on a and it's light outside that's that's another thing which has thrown us uh, tonight let's have a look at some of these comments uh, then as well (laughs) (laughs) pitch black pitch black it is yeah. Uh, Callum says I see Simon has got his Digby picture very close to him tonight <laughs> for the first time this season I will say yes Digby should start on Friday no choice because Pierce is suspended uh, Diamond's nowhere near it and Murphy oh, what is he still doing getting paid by the club and why was he even signed did nobody pick up on his injury record and the fact he's crocked more times than an old Morris Miner yeah well there you go sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't Simon says someone mentioned that Rose was limping during the warm if that's true why did he even start I said that to, to, to you Nate he didn't, didn't he I, I, said he didn't look he didn't look right didn't look right he wasn't really participating in the full thing and, and I'm going to say this now and I never usually slag off or make a point towards being negative towards the staff but for the first time it's the staff's job to monitor mm. the players in the warm and before the kickoff, if you get a player who's injured, you can change it. It can be amended. Yeah. Why did the physio staff <laughs> and the training staff not pick up on the fact that Danny Rose was limping, looking really sore when he moved, and just looked completely off the pace? Why didn't that happen? I think they did. I can think of three occasions now since Flick Cross been here, and I don't think we've had it at any other point in the season where we've had players that have been injured and they've carried on. We had Melis the other week. But yes, we didn't have any more subs left, so I can understand that one. Obviously, Danny Rose Saturday. And who was the other one? He was just a man and it's disappeared. Christian Pierce. Christian Pierce, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, again, which was, again, we're saying it might have been Pierce saying he wants to carry on, but that's where the staff should say, or management should say, no, no I'm not taking the risk. You're coming off. So, and it's just, that is three, they haven't been in charge that, that, that long, have they? So no. that's three examples right there. And I can't think of any other support this season. So, I think the physios and you know the medical staff are doing the job, but for whatever reasons they're choosing to gamble with it. Really, and me, I think it's me personally. Me personally, if I was in that position, I was the physio or I was a member of the training staff. I would be saying to Flickcroft, no matter how bad this came back on me, I would be saying, look, you've got to think of the the bigger picture because yeah. if he plays mm. and pulls up on it, yeah, he might get through ninety minutes, he might be fine, but if he plays and pulls up on it, not only have you got to make a, a force sub, but you're also risking him. For the rest of the season, yeah, exactly. Especially if it's it's serious damage. In a game like Forest Green, we were talking about it last week. Anyway, we said he probably wouldn't have even been in the lineup. No, no. So there was no need to play him because you had, you know, Ricky Miller who looked hungry when he came he on. Did, he yeah. could he could have got a start. Apart from stamping up goalkeepers, he ever. never stamped on him. He was nowhere near him. <laughs> he honestly, was barely a stamp was he? Yeah, barely. It was he, barely. He looked like he probably did. I think on the, on the replays, like he might have caught him, but. 
brushed him. Yeah, oh, right. okay. Get a <laughs> But for me, I think there needs to be a little bit more bottle in there and, and saying, look, we've got to, we've we've got eight or so games to go. We've got to protect again what we've got. We've not got a leader on pitch, and that's the, that's the concern that's, again. You know, when we were in like this sort of position and in when we were getting promoted to League Two, we'd got Adam Murray. Yeah. who was the leader and he would play. I know we've repeated this over and over again but he would play through anything well, he would yeah. walk on broken glass he'd run through fire yeah. and, and, he'd tell, and he'd tell you he's he's done in from waist downwards yeah. he, he, he's done you know his legs were shot and everything but every week he'd still put a shirt on and still get 110% and at minute even McDonald's standards have dropped you know it's you know, like Nathan says, you can't see where the next one's going to come from. Cam, from your perspective, I mean, we're thinking about Danny Rose and looking back, obviously his performances haven't been up to the Danny Rose that stands we've said. We maybe said that was maybe down to Flickcroft's tactics a little bit, but if you look at the way he's been moving in games and things like that, do you think he's been playing, trying to hide an injury for three, four weeks and that's perhaps, perhaps impacted his game a little bit? Possibly. It just looks, recently it just looks a bit sluggish. He's not like... Uh, going back to Knox County at home earlier in the season, where for the first goal, it's just a long, it's just a hoof ball up field from Callum Butcher, and he's chasing onto it. And now it's just he wouldn't even go for that sort of ball. Now it's like, has is he just given up, or is it something that, like you said, is he actually hiding something? It was just he's not been. Oh, Danny, sorry, go on. He's, he's just not been the Danny Rose that we know he is. It's not. Like he chased balls all the time, and now it's just like if it's even slightly ahead of him, he wouldn't mm. chase it. It's like watching a different player. Yeah, yeah. Evan shouting at him to do it. Yeah, <laughs> or is Daddy! it? Or is it a case yeah. of like you know he's seen everybody else has dropped the standards, and it's like why should I? Mm. You know as why I should I try if if them two aren't trying? As long as I do that a little bit more. Yeah. Or yeah. oh, like I say, the fact that he's so much good to be tired. Yeah, I want to like. Yeah. Don't, to like to think that Danny would be like that to be honest no but I suppose this group situation yeah yeah it, it, that impacts on you as well we've got a poll going on our Twitter at the moment if you head over to Twitter at MTFC Matters we're asking uh, who is to blame for this dip in form we're asking if it's Flickcroft and his tactics if it's Steve and his mates Dodgy's walkout or if it's a little bit of both very tight on the voting on there keep those votes um, coming in and we'll discuss some of the results Later on, Roger says, "I think uh, I think Evans is a more dynamic manager. No disrespect to Flickcroft. Having said that, I don't uh, totally blame uh, Flickcroft. Um, for me, it's like you've you've got two comparisons. Both styles are work and are proven, but you've gone from the drastic opposites, haven't you? You've gone from mm. the bull in the china shop to the quiet, tactical, methodical mm. chess player. And I think when you've lived in the china shop for so long, going to sort of live in a silent commune doesn't." necessarily pay off does it no it, it's kind of like um, you know it's kind of like having a bit of an holiday from it sort of thing you know it's peace and quiet sort of thing and, yeah. and, and lads are like where's shouting coming from and when they're not getting it it's you like, know, it, it's, it's, it's like, that's like I was saying earlier, it's, it's like you've got a, a really strict parent who won't let you get away with anything but as soon as that parent goes and you've got the babysitter in they think, they, oh, I can get away with this now, yeah. and I won't do this, or I'll do this different, and it's, that's what it sort of feels like. And that's why 
uh, things have changed. I, you know, that's what I feel. Keep those comments coming in on the live feed. Shelley says Digby will be starting on Friday. It's his time to shine. When you look at our strikers, who <coughs> covers for Danny? Miller, Jory's out. Spencer, not a number nine. Angle, just taking a wage. One other on loan, Hemmings, can't do it on his own. Friday is going to be interesting up front. Dave says, I went to Forest Green Rovers. Uh, we were absolutely rubbish, not a shot on goal, and at a bottom of the league village team. Flickcroft out, clueless. And Roger says, Flickcroft has tinkered too much with the team. Some are not sure of their true positions, which as a result, which has resulted in a lack of confidence. Agree? Would I'd you... say so, yeah. We've just lost yeah. that character. We've not had... We're just missing someone in that centre of the field or wherever it is and just to stand up and say, right, this is how we're going to... Just just is how we're going to do it. Just getting stuck in. We're just lacking that at the minute. And we've got Christian Pearce doing that or and Alex McDonald mm. and whoever else. But they've just lost it recently. We've got... Just losers' ways. It's like... But flip- is that Dan Flickcroft changing his tactics? Well, yeah, you'll say you look at. don't want that to happen, sort of thing. You'll say you look at Saturday, obviously, he was going into the game, he was playing 4 3 3, and you could tell by by the team. And obviously, with Danny going down after 20 seconds, he's tried to keep the same tactics, but bring CJ on. That's the thing he got wrong for me. I I completely applaud him trying to keep the same tactics because clearly you've spent time working on it, and Mm -hmm. what you don't want to do after two or three minutes is revert back to to plan B and, and go back for the old because you're almost you're on to a loser already mm. but why on earth did a professional football manager bring on a left sided winger <laughs> and play him on the right side of a forward three rather than an out and out hungry striker who when he's got two strikers on the bench yeah who you know he left till late on and then neither made really an impact Spencer ran around and didn't do anything and that's no disrespect to Spencer because by then it was too late and Miller came on got booked for nearly kicking a goalkeeper and but had a go if Miller had come on early I think that might have been the start of a revitalised Ricky Miller and we might be sitting here talking about a win and talking about the season's just starting so that's Mm. the thing it's also down to a lot of it's a, a lot of the same stuff it's like once a player gets booked a lot of the time you'll see a different player reluctant to go into tackles shy away from the uh, from the ball a bit and it's just like just that lacking confidence to go for the ball it's like oh I don't want to mess up because if I mess up then it's cost my it's going to cost my team because all you need is one little little thing to go wrong you miss time a tackle oh so slightly and it's your second yellow and you're off it's a very very uh, tight game um, it's one of those which you just look back on and you just think that was bound to happen. We were sitting here and we were thinking this is going <laughs> to start. And Craig said the same um, on uh, on the live feed on, on, on Facebook. He's put, can see it now. Shocking up Forest Green Rovers and then go and beat Accrington and Luton. It's the Mansfield Town way. And do you know what? He's not wrong, is he? Oh, no. We're sitting here in the Don't middle of doom and gloom. That is typical Mansfield Town, I won't be surprised if these next two games we get four points. We'll beat one and draw against one. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take the draws against both. Same as you say, it's the Mansfield Town way. I said last week that we were going to have one game where we were all going to sit here and be deflated. And this is it. This is it. it. It's your fault. Next week, we might be talking about an Accrington win or a Luton win. We don't know. We don't beat Accrington, though. 
you don't know what Manchester United team is going to turn up nowadays. You certainly don't. It's oh, it's it's very frustrating. Callum says, don't get me wrong, I really like CJ, but he doesn't have a right foot and he was played on the right. Absolute madness. Uh, Roger says, they need to go back to 4-4-2. They are missing Potter down the wing. Injured though, isn't he? Mm. Um, other thing they need to, to do is play with no fear. Easier said than done. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm going to disagree slightly, Roger. I mean, I was pleased to see us go with the three up top but we got it wrong at the back we got the four and the three the wrong way around we should have gone three yeah. four three and that compacts the midfield I'd like to see us do that again because if you think about the players we've got available for but didn't we say Saturday. last week we were going four three three? No, no, no we three, four, said, three. Three, oh, four, three, three, yeah. four, one, two, actually. Yeah, three, four, yeah. to be pronounced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I'm sure you know we, we like to be. But for me, I know it probably will be a, a flat back four Saturday purely because we've only got two fit centre halves. Mm. But I think there's players in there that can play emergency centre half. You know, I think White did a relatively okay job covering for Pierce when he got sent off. He's tall enough to to play there. He's he would have played there before. For me, I'd I'd go if Diamond's fit, I'd put Diamond in. But I don't think he's he's going to be. But it depends on what he's had on the training ground this week. Again, with a lack of a Flickcroft press conference so far, um, you know, it's we don't really know what's going off, do we? But to, to be honest, Diamond might still have an injury and he might still play him. So you never know. <laughs> yeah, well, you, well, you never know. Three you know. times a season it's happened, so you know. Who, who knows what might happen? Who knows what goes through his head? But <laughs> it'd definitely be three at the back for me and try and play it out from the back and try and control the game against an Accrington side who will be physical and they'll just look to, to knock it long and try and get a late late goal. It's defending for the full 90 on Saturday, on Friday, mm. sorry, which is going to do it. We'll talk more about Accrington in a minute, but uh, first and foremost. Let's bite our tongues very, very hard and then um, see what uh, reaction we get from from this. Here's the thoughts of David Flickcroft on that defeat at Forest Green Rovers. Disappointing is probably uh, not a strong enough word to uh, to use. I think first half we we didn't have the potency. You know, we we often puffed uh, some some decent sort of forward play, link up play. Uh, movement was good. And we got into the last third, and uh, you know we didn't really lay a glove on them. We didn't make enough impact on them, and um, you know didn't get enough shots on target, and, and to really uh, hurt them. You know we almost just uh, got to that point, and then at the last bit there was no real impact or purpose to our work. But I never felt threatened first half. Uh, you know by by the Forest Green team, never felt threatened by them. Second half, you know we asked for for the players to come out and and show more of an urgency, be more potent, play more of a purpose. And it just didn't transpire. Well, it's something that uh, we looked at in in the reserve game, and some, something we looked at for uh, in a few training sessions now. Um, you know, and, and to 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 get the ball forward earlier, uh, to get the closers, uh, to get the strikers closer together, to to work the opposition more. In first half, we it worked to a point. Um, so below getting Danny, uh, getting Danny brought off, you know, because. He was fundamental to that, to that, you know, one supporting him and one uh, going on for the, for the one round the corner, you know. So a uh, bit of a blow, but you know, we just didn't make an impact on that, uh, on the goal. And um, you know, we said before the game is it was an academy keeper in goal, and we've got to make an impact. We've got to get shots in. We've got to be aggressive with our crosses, and they weren't. They were floated in and. Uh, you know, when we had good crossing opportunities, we turned them down. We just make sure that uh, all the squad and all the players are on the same page. We we regroup them, uh, we we galvanise that spirit, and and make sure that uh, they know what they're in for. They know the task they're in for, 
and just make sure that uh, you know the squad, the team I pick, is representative uh, of Mansfield Town and our our passionate supporters and, and me as a person because you know that is uh, the the players uh, can only achieve if we're together and uh, you know I'll make sure that we are. That's David Flickroft there speaking after the game uh, at Forest Green Ravens. You want to see the full interview on that? Mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow for all of that. A few of you falling asleep listening to that on on there. Um, he's a, a, a dull tone to listen to, is David Flickcroft. And I'll be honest, I had to, I've obviously listened to that a couple of times now, but um, I had to bite my tongue a little bit listening to that because he was talking about no desire, no commitment. Well, you're the man who's got to get it out of him. So there's no point coming out and saying it afterwards. Why are you not doing it while doing they're it playing. While playing and they didn't try did he and that was the thing like, we, we were stood there and it was a very it was a weird atmosphere at Forest Green wasn't it because we were on that side it was completely side, completely weird. dead I've yeah. never known an atmosphere as, as, one, as low as that we had one round of yellows I think and uh, I think two things contributed to that one was the obviously it was just an open stand so you're not going to really make an atmosphere in that anyway and two the, uh, the performance didn't get us going as either but you could hear everything that was happening in front of you couldn't you and um, not at one point did he ever try and get the players going so he could come out and say that if he tried you know and if, if the players don't respond to it then fair enough but if you don't try and do it yourself as a manager and as a coach then they like say it's a bit daft coming out and saying that bit of a different comment from Ant on the uh, live feed talking about we obviously were sitting here talking about Flickcroft and the tactics and the approach to the game but he's made a very valid point, and I, I would agree with him to, well, 99.9 of what he's, he's saying, to be honest. Uh, don't be blaming the manager, it's the players on the field. No heart, no passion. Yes, the manager's got to get it out of him, I 100% agree that. But, you know, this bunch of players have been together since the start of the season. They're the ones who can carry us. They're the ones who ultimately can do the job, regardless of who's in charge. Mm. Why are the key figures in that dressing room not standing up and saying, "Boys, come on"? What? Why is that not happening within the dressing room? Are they not being allowed to, or has nobody got the bottle to, or what? What he says about no heart and no passion, hundred percent right. Definitely, I was saying we just need someone that's going to come out and be that that leader that we've been lacking. And fair enough, Christian Pierce and Conrad Logan try and do it, but when it's just one, two players on their own. It's like, what are you supposed to do? And then what? You, when your captain gets sent off as well, it's like, well, it's like they literally just gave up trying on Saturday. And I think, honestly, I think they just gave up as soon as Danny Rose went off. It was like... I mean, listening back to the Flickcroft interview as well, he, he talks about we were all right in the first half. What game was he watching? <laughs> Honestly, what game was he watching? Because we, we, we were wasn't, so wasn't we were so flat and so we didn't really have a, we didn't have a shot. The only the only positive thing we had is where there was a uh, for fifteen minutes or so the fact that Forest Green didn't attack. But if that's what we're setting our bar at. Um, that's then, a very low bar yeah, to set. exactly yeah. that's the only thing we did good for 15 minutes and the only real shot we had was a half clearance from Alex McDonald from when he got it back from a throw which was just sheer frustration of just trying to get us forward which mm. is no cause for that it's, it's a waste no. I think mm. what's disappointing is and I think it stems back further than the Forest Green game is how we talk about the players passion I think and like say and, and, the, and the heart of being in it in some ways, I feel like they had two ways to sort of react when, obviously, Evans left. 
And I think they could have either let themselves drop and, you like, like I say, like we mentioned earlier, try and get away with a bit more of not working as mm. hard and stuff like that. Or they could have done it, they could have regrouped, you know, got together the group and thought, right, lads, you know, there's, at that point, 11 games or whatever left. You know, we've, we've, we've been here together as a, as a team throughout the whole season. We know how each other plays now. We, we know what we can do. We know what we're capable of and we know the quality. And they should have galvanised as a group and really you know come together and thought right let's just go out and do do the job that we know we can do yeah. but they've not done that they've they've all dropped off haven't they not one of them really has mm. carried on the way yeah. they were doing Callum in the comments says uh, what we're talking about is true but the manager is the person who all the players look to when they feel deflated just like we do listening to the interview it's all of them but I do think the manager is partly responsible for not getting them fired up there's a there's clearly something there at the moment which just needs shaking, isn't it? It's like, you know when you buy a bottle of Coke or Pepsi or Vinto or whatever, yeah. something fizzy. Mm. Once you've opened, it's got all the fizzy when you start it off and it starts, but once you've got, had it open and you've started it's drinking it, it gets down the bottom, it's, it's flat. flat, it goes a little bit flat and there's no joy to it anymore, there's no taste to it, it's just like mm. liquid. And that's what we are at the minute, just liquid. And there's more and more liquid pouring into our ship and I do feel like we're we're sinking, so uh, it's 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 frustrating. But here's the big one. Here's the question where we're all going to stick our necks on the line a little bit. Forwards, is our season over, Nathan? I'm going to put it on you <coughs> first. Um, you can say no because there's still a lot of points to go for. But my honest feeling is, yeah. I, I think we're not. I don't even think we're going to hit, get the playoffs. Simon, I I would say that it rests on this weekend. If we don't get anything at all this weekend, we're going to be so far behind, aren't we? Then yes, it is. But it's not over till the fat boy sings from Peterborough. <laughs> That statement doesn't start his rendition of uh, Alright Peter Bra, I love you Something like that, I don't know There you go, Ken what about you, yes or no Is the season over On the Uh, back of that loss at Forest Green The way it is in the dressing room at the minute Is the season over In terms of playoff ambitions, promotion ambitions Are we destined for another year in League 2 I think if the players can Start getting the performances Then I think no I think we all depends on how we come out of that dressing room on Friday. We died. We're back. There you go. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of uh, connection issues there, but we are still uh, up and running. Do apologise for that. As we were saying, we were talking about yeah. uh, uh, sinking or swimming. Is the season over? Uh, it, honestly, I think this season all depends how we come out of that dressing room on Friday. And I think it's. It's not if if we could get a point from Accrington, then I'll be happy because Accrington we we don't beat Accrington. Lots we of comments uh, coming yeah. in on on that. Uh, Friday might be the day. Mm. Friday might be the day. <laughs> Peter says no gluts, no glory. Uh, we're asking is the season over? Nathan says yes. Ashley says yes. Uh, Callum says I'm going to use what you said in the post match blog. We're not sunk yet. It's time to swim. Uh, Mick says, beat Accrington, really? And get at least a point at Luton and then it's game on. And Cray says, no, it's not over. Right now, it feels like it is over. Right now, it feels like we are... The Titanic has 
the iceberg has been hit. There's more and more water pouring in. Nathan, you said it earlier. It feels like Flitcroft's getting the buckets of, uh, of water from the sea and chucking them back on board. Yeah, turning taps on on the turning, ship, turning and the, the taps on and everything. Adds to the water. Um, but uh, it feels like that negative situation. I'm telling it, you, there's going to be a game where we're going to win, and it's all. They'll be right. I don't see. The okay, fact right. that we've got Accrington and Luton next, second and first, that really just hammers the nail in the coffin and a little bit. And one being the bogey team. Yeah. yeah. The definition of a bogey team. But it's it's all about those players. And my question is this, and I direct this directly to the players, and I know some of them watch it, I know we know that people at the club watch it as well, so please, by all means, pass this on, because I will happily have an argument with a player over this. Are you oh, willing please to... please be big, I would not argue with this fan. <laughs> Don't worry, Diggers, it's not you, son. He'd probably run you over, to be honest. Well, there you go. That's enough of that. Are you willing to play for this shirt? It doesn't matter that Evans and his mate Dodgy have, have done one to Peter, but does it? Because, you know... He would he, he go in anyway. He would go in anyway. He's, he's openly said he was going anyway. Yeah, yeah. Whether it was the end of the season or whether it was to Peter or whatever, he said he was going anyway and he wanted out. You're the people who are still here. You're the ones who were pulling the shirt on every single week, which we'd all love to do if we were in peak physical footballing condition. Well, which we're not. <laughs> no. Says one of us who's got an England cap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's always injured. Which I'm still not. He's, he's always injured, so it's... Well, yeah, that's, it's, that's true, very true. That's true. But the point is, you know, we'd love to be able to pull on that shirt on a Saturday afternoon and go and run around for 90 minutes and try and get us... I, I do, just not a football. Exactly. <laughs> we, we'd love to, but we can't. You're the ones who can change it. You're the ones who have got the ability to do it. So you've got to ask yourselves, do you want it or do you want to be a bunch of bottle jobs? Do you want to put down your season, you know, 2017-18 um, season, spent it, on loan at, spent it at Mansfield Town, started off great and then then dropped off and end of the season nothingness or would you want something on your footballing CV something to look back on and be, and be proud of because if you do go and bloody show it and do you want the next door neighbours either side staying up one going up one staying up and then having a go at us for spending all that money and not going nowhere exactly we've invested in you we've given you a platform to improve on we're do, still doing stuff off the pitch which is going to improve for years to come we're giving people contracts that are longer than a year now we're trying to build something and all we're asking is that you go and give it 110% every single Saturday afternoon because I'll tell you this now if we go from here to the end of the season and don't do it but have given 110% in every game trying to achieve it and trying to do it, I'll sit here at the end of the season and I'll say, thanks, lads. Well, well done for giving it a go. But if we're sitting here at the end of the season with no passion, with no commitment and no desire like we had at Forest Green and we've, we've ballsed it up, then I'll be sitting here and I'll be... Wanting deserve to throw, everything you get. You deserve everything you get because hell hath no fury like a Stags fan scorned, is, is what they say. So, <laughs> you know, just... Give it a try, will you? Some more comments uh, Comments coming in. Uh, Ant says, season not over until the last game, but I agree this weekend will tell us a lot. Um, Roger says, yes, these next two games are pivotal. Shelley says, my heart says no, my head says yes. I can't see a goal from anybody. And Mick says, you would get a game at the minute. I'm playing well. <laughs> up front or, or in defence. I mean, I wouldn't like to be at the back because I'd probably give the way, ball away more times than uh, Joel Byron, who was at fault for probably one at least, maybe maybe two goals on, on Saturday. But no need to be so smug about it, so no need to be so small. It's all good fun. Yeah, uh, he's, he's still got a stag stop on and he still plays for your team. That's it, and you still pay his wages by going. 
going week in, week out. So That's there you go. Point. There you go. Uh, <laughs> keep yeah. those uh, comments coming in on the live feed. We've got our snap poll on Twitter, which we're going to talk about a little bit more, reveal the results of that in the next 10 minutes or so. We want to know who is to blame for this U-turn in form. Is it Flickcroft and his tactics? Is it Steve and his mate Dodgy doing uh, doing the dirty and walking out? Or is it a mixture of both? We'll be talking about the tough two next fixtures and, uh, we, and, and obviously talking about the fact we must come out fighting. We'll talk about the suspension and who could take the captain's armband and we'll be talking about things off the pitch as well success for the match day programme and also uh, success for the reserves for the young reserves today and more progress being made uh, at uh, the, the training ground but we've been sitting in a sea in the pits of negativeness for the past sort of 20 minutes or so and I think it's time to liven it up a little bit what is it this weekend Easter. It's Easter. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's, it's what? Nothing. What did you say? Don't say two defeats. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so I want another minute of negativity. I'll start my system. Let's go. It is Easter, which means always I have a prize every now and again. We've got a prize to be won here. Right, right, right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that works because yeah. then there's no branding. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. If yeah, Cadbury's right. cream eggs want to give us some Cadbury's cream eggs for uh-huh. free, then Definitely. we're more than happy to take some Cadbury's cream eggs. It's fine. Cadbury's cream eggs. <laughs> and we've got a Cadbury's cream eggs. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I'll keep saying it until they give me some Cadbury's cream eggs. We've got a Cadbury's cream eggs. <laughs> <laughs> to give away to one of these three idiots on uh, the, the panel here and we're going to play a brand new quiz uh, no millionaire this week because we're going to do a bit of competition you all like chocolate right yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. so one cream. of you is going to win this Cadbury's cream egg um, Easter egg um, we're going to do a special quiz called 90, defend for 90 seconds your task is to get rid of the Cadbury's cream egg. Simon, you are the man who is in front and who wants to be a steak millionaire. So I'm going to give you this, okay, for now. When the clock starts, you're going to have 90 seconds on the clock to answer, to answer questions. Your job is to get the question right. Do so, you pass the Easter egg on to Cam. Get it wrong, you're still in possession of the Easter egg. Okay. Cam, you get it right, it obviously goes to Nathan and then so on and so on and so on all the way down the line. If you're in possession of the Easter egg at the end of the 90 seconds, you are out. And then we'll play again. The final two people will play again. And uh, the person who's in possession at the end of that 90 seconds is out. And the person who's not with it wins the Cadbury's cream egg. Simply I hope one of you two likes Cadbury's cream eggs. Hey, he's done an excellent job on this. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That's, do you mind not dabbing? It's, it's, it, you look like such a 12-year-old. It's ridiculous. Oh, dearie me. Okay, questions are at the ready. I've even got some tense music to, to sort us out this week. Simon, are you, are you ready um, for... <laughs> for what is going to be 90 seconds of fun if you're watching at home and you're watching the live feed and you want to shout some of these answers out feel free to do so in the comments um, and play along at home remember if you get the question right you can you pass the easter egg on to Cam Cam you get it right it's to Nathan Nathan you get it right it's to, to Simon and so on and so on and so on get it wrong you're, you still have to answer the next question you're still in possession of the uh, Cadbury's cream egg easter egg just to forewarn you if I had it any longer I might be eating it okay well let's, <laughs> let's get playing then this is the this is the 90 second defending game and uh, the time starts which 
sportskeeper had more international experience at all levels? Is it Conrad Logan or Bobby Lesnick? Bobby Lesnick. Correct, pass it to Cam. Which former Stags captain blasted the cover shambles on his Facebook page when sticking up for a teammate who had a disagreement with boss David Holdsworth? Pass. Okay, who is on loan from Swansea City? Adam King or Matt Penny? Oh, Adam King. Pass it to Nathan, correct. Which former Stags striker is now assistant boss at Rotherham United? Um, Richard Barker. Correct, pass it to Simon. Which ex-Stags boss has the highest win percentage at the club? Keith Curl or Billy Dearden, and that excludes Dearden's caretaker stint, and it excludes it in a combined percentage style. Curl or Dearden? Still Lloyd Dearden. Oh, incorrect, it's Curl. Mad Den... Mad Dad Zen Iron is an anagram of which Stag's captain? Sander Diamond. Correct, pass it to Cam. Robin's Moan is an anagram of which former Stag striker? Pass. Uh, who scored the opening goal of this season for the Stags? Oh, Danny Rose. Correct, pass it to Nathan. The Stags recorded their first clean sheet of this season against who? Uh, which former Stags midfielder began their career as a youngster at Stoke and had two spells at the club, one in 2002, the other in 2009? Oh, pass that! Who's got the quickest, the club's quickest ever goal in 18 seconds? Bob Marley! Bob Marley! Oh, wow, Nathan, you are out. Give Nathan a round of applause. That was so so bad. Oh, dearie me. Oh, fantastic. So, Nathan, you are out. I'm not going to tell you because we're going to start on the same question. Oh, dear. 18 seconds. 18 the quickest ever goal for the Stags. Oh, dearie me. This century, or the quickest ever? The qu- the clues in the, the word ever, the quickest ever goal for the Stags. You're gonna work this out. Oh, oh dear. I am running out of questions there, so I need to find some of my old questions. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Have a quick think because it might be coming to you. Well, that's, that's it. No, no, no. If you pass it, then you should move yeah. on to the next one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's between uh, Simon and Cam to win the Cadbury's Cream Egg oh, Easter wow. Egg. Cadbury's cream egg, Easter egg, up for grabs. I'm on you, a diet anyway. You, Nathan says he's on a diet anyway. Are, are um, you? Are you two? Are you two ready? Let's get cracking. Yeah. Okay. In three, God, two, one. <laughs> Who scored the club's quickest ever goal in 18 seconds? Wayne Gordon. Com- uh, incorrect. Complete this sequence. No, incorrect. <laughs> Complete this sequence of keepers uh, to possess the number one shirt for the Stags. Paddy Gamble, Alan Marriott, and. Dude. Can't no pass. Incorrect. Which current stag defender made his professional debut whilst on loan at Falkirk? What? <laughs> Come on, I've got this. No idea. Which former frontman who had two spells at the stakes first joined on loan from Coventry in 1997? <laughs> <laughs> Correct! Give it to Cam! Which two stakes players missed in the penalty shootout at Blackpool earlier this season? I need both. Oh, Alpha Potter, Jack Thomas. Correct! Give it to Simon. Who did the stakes play in round one of the Carling Cup in 2003, Sunderland or Southampton? 
Sunderland. Correct. Give it to Cam. In total, how many goals did Ricky Miller score for Dover? 65 or 75? 75. Incorrect. Keep the Easter egg. Which 12th stake signing scored twice in their debut against Forest Green Rovers at Field Mill? Pass. Who succeeded Ian Greaves as manager in 1989? Andy King or Josh Faster? Which shot stopper retired from the game in 1984 after over 400 games for the club? Give it. Oh! I put him right on the buzzer! That is unbelievable! Gets it right, right on the net. Okay. Because Simon loses. Yeah, but he got it right. So think about it. You so could... Simon gets the egg back, so he loses because he was in possession. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So well, actually, yeah, I wasn't in possession. Well, I got the question <laughs> right. So he did, it... and he was passing it to you as, as it, it, yeah, he got oh, it right a, to get the egg out of his possession. What a freezing. Oh, well done. Well, there's, you know, two lots of 90 yes. seconds of your life you'll never get back. So you what, some of you kept possession longer than Stags do, so you did well. Above <laughs> well, <laughs> not well, really. <laughs> I, I imagine there's one question which you want to know the answer, the answer to right now, isn't there? Which me? one? Oh yeah, the fast yeah, the fastest ever goal. If you've got further on millionaire, this would have been a question on millionaire. I've nicked it from there, but you would have been told. You would have been told who it is. Let's get the. Uh, it's fourth. Well, no, because the option would have been what was the time. Oh right. The answer was Ross Dyer. It was against Forest Green in the conference a couple of seasons ago. Scored 18 seconds Blimey. from the first whistler's stat and. Uh, a fact about that game and I'm sure I'm right in saying that Stags didn't even kick off that game so they won possession back looked it long and Ross Dyer got got on the end of it and smashed it in from the edge of the box 18 mm. seconds it took for Ross Dyer to score that the goal the goalkeeper you were looking for was Sasha Studer it was Sasha Studer well done is he Irish? no he's no. <laughs> not no. which other ones did you get wrong? you got a uh, was, was one of them Austria. Paul Connor the, the yes Paul Connor stag, was yeah. the 12th stag one and then obviously he went uh, on to the, the other questions the thing as well the other anagram. The other anagram. Which other anagram? Striker. Striker. Yeah. Uh, Simon Brown. Simon oh. Brown was the other. Was the Simon other. Oh, that was the anagram. That was just when I was starting to watch stacks. Oh well, there you go. I mean, there was a mix of questions yeah. in there. I quite enjoyed that. I fluked that it's last it's question. It's terrible when you get to, it. get to it. Maybe we'll play ninety. Defend for ninety seconds again another week, and with more prizes at stake. I quite enjoyed that. That was quite. I just had to think. Goalkeepers who've played a lot of games. I was like, who's a club legend that's a goalkeeper? Oh yeah. So. Good shout. Oh, fantastic. Well, Cam, <laughs> enjoy your, your, your Easter egg. Just about managed to, to, to win that very tense I'm finish. glad you wrapped it up. Yeah, well. It's... Did a cracking job on it, didn't I? Well. Oh. Excellent. Stop. Can we stop now? <laughs> Leave. Please, yeah. Nathan, let's, let's just leave. It'll just be me and you doing this podcast next week. Let's kick at off. this point. Oh, dear. God, all uh, those brains are just scrambled now. Oh. <sighs> Shelley says, uh, Shelley says, Simon, give Cam your egg. Um, hey, up. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm sorry about this. Looks like you're going to be sleeping on the sofa tonight. Or, or, or the spare well, room. What, what Charlotte said. Come on, Si, win that Easter egg. I fancy some chocolate. <laughs> Whoa, is, is she still joined? Because I might just stop at Sainsbury's on the way home and go, Lord, I won. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have to, mate. I think you might have to. 
Oh dear. Uh, and Peter's put useless Charlotte nip to nip to the shop for one. So it looks like Take looks like some, off or somewhere. Looks, I'm on my way. Looks like somebody's going, and I think it needs to be a big giant one. This is only a small one. It's got to be a giant one to make. And up a big bunny it. teddy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of flowers. Make, lot of yeah. making up to do here, mate. Can you yeah, stop talking? Let's see a photo. Let, let's yeah, bring it back down to Mansour Town. Come on. Well, you know, we're just put it in a stag chair if you want the bunny. Yeah, Maybe if the yellow and blue flowers, you can get yellow and blue flowers. It's fine. It's all good fun. But as you say, let's bring it back to, to normality. Boys, thank you very much um, for um, uh, for that. Uh, and Callum says, ready for the groan, uh, you bunch of yokers. And they put in brackets, oh. sorry. Oh. Okay. Uh, we've been asking on our Twitter this week, uh, Snap Poll, uh, who is to blame for this current uh, run of form? We asked, is it David Flickcroft and his tactics? Is it Evans and his mate Dodgy uh, leaving the club? Or uh, is it a mixture of the two? And I can tell you, there's still a little bit of time left to vote on that if you want to. But uh, as we speak at the podcast uh, right now, let's reveal the results of that. 28%. I mean, I could play the... the music again if you want 28% oh, the, the news music it's, it's I mean it did sound a bit yeah. BBC news that wasn't the intention you can tell this this show's thrown today together today's top minute. story that's why it sounds like it's Digby be. makes a start against Accrington and Rose after the, the season oh that would be great that would be great anyway the, the results for the uh, snap poll were um, Flickcroft and Tactics 28% uh, both as bad as each other 30% and 42% say Steve and Dodgy's walkout would you Agree with that, or where would you be putting your vote? Both, I would say, because you know, twelve games to go, and your manager walks out on you. That's not. But again, Flick Cross had time to try and change things, and like Cam said earlier on, I think it was Cam that said earlier on that the players know what they're doing. So, you know. Why not? Well, I'll say keep it going. Completely different team. I don't. It's just, fair enough. We've got a different manager, but it's still the same management team. It's still the same coaches. It's still the same fans. It's still the same pitch. Why has everything changed so much? It's certainly an interesting one. We're looking at some more of the comments coming through. If you want to get involved with this discussion, do so on the live feed on Facebook. If not, Thursday six thirty. Ish. Is usually the uh, the time yeah. to get involved. Although we are doing this on Tuesday because we play on Friday this probably. week, but we'll be back. Probably, you never know. It might well, get, probably yeah. playing on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we might not show up. We haven't done it for Saturday. Well, that's we? it. Uh, but we will be back uh, next Thursday in the usual place, in the usual time. Of the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Keep those comments coming in. Uh, Mark says, "Just want to say, uh, uh, give. We need to give Flickcroft more time. Uh, it's not all his fault. Players need." to take some responsibility I agree I, I, I don't know if he has he's having time to put his full sort of is his own full way on it but you can't go from playing how we have to how we do now it's too big I can understand a little drop off but to what we're doing now it's a complete capitulation how, how drastic is, is, is the change because I want to argue that actually excluding the Newport game we were actually starting to look a lot Slacker and a lot poorer under Evans as well for the probably the, his last three or four games. I say I think that was down to he knew he was on his way out, and I think that's what affected the team a lot because it was like Evans didn't put the effort in. It's like fair enough he was still barking the orders. You could you could tell he was going in with into the game with one plan and that was it. 
I, I think, think it did drop off, but I, I'd, I'd say for a lot of the season we haven't been excellent. I'd definitely give you that, but we had been good. But I still think there's a big difference from where we left off and to where we are now. You but, still went to games, even under Evans, and you, you didn't think we were going to lose. Hmm. Whereas now, it's like, we expect it are we going to win? You know, it's, the opposite. it's, it's gone from it. one end of the scale to the other. You know, when we were under Evans, you'd go to game and you'd expect some fight, some, you know, passion. But a bit of entertainment on the sidelines thrown in there. Yeah, <laughs> you, you kind of get a bit bored of that at all. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, Nah, it's just nothing. For me, I think we need to look at this in two ways. And I wrote about this on... On, on Sunday, if you want to read what I put, it's on mtfcmatters.co.uk and click on the blog page on there. Um, thanks very much for some of the comments we've had on that as well. But for me, there's two situations here. There's the Forest Green Rovers game in isolation where Flickcroft got the tactics wrong, he got the Danny Rose substitution wrong, and he got the motivation wrong. But then there's the then there's the other situation. There's the situation as a whole. I think and I'm going to put my neck on the line and say this now, appointing Flickcroft was the wrong thing to do and appointing any manager was the wrong thing to do because whoever came into that situation at that time was onto a loser because if they'd have gone on and got promoted, it would have been, oh, well, it's Steve Evans' side, it's Steve Evans' players, he's got into the position, you've just dotted the I's and crossed the T's. And on the other, with the boot on the other foot, as it is at the minute, where things are going wrong, it's oh, it's all your fault because you're not Ev- you're not Steve Evans, you're not even not mm. the same character, you're not the same personality. I know we had twelve games done to go when when it happened, and I know there was a lot of football to be played, but I think we needed some. I, I think I know people disagree, but I think it's a mistake in not giving it Dempster. I really do because you've got a clubman there who's been at the club. For years upon years, he's won promotion with the club. He's been through good times. He's been through bad times. He's done a superb job with the youth team. Title after title, his youth team, his youth players are beating some good quality men's senior teams at reserve level, at a competitive reserve level, and, and doing well in in that sort of that sort of league. He knows the players. Yes, he's a rookie manager, inexperienced manager at league level, but. If he'd have been allowed to get his own backroom team in and sort of just somebody to watch him until the end of the season, would we have had that little bit of let off in terms of pressure, in terms of, well, we gave it to a rookie manager, we gambled, it didn't pay off, now we regroup and now we can recruit who we want with a little bit more freedom in the summer because that's when contracts are up, then that's when managers which I'm sure Flickcroft's argument would be, could get in their own players, whereas if Dempster would have come in, it almost would have been like his own players because he is with them on an almost day-to-day basis. Is that fair? Does that make sense? It's a difficult one. Would you yeah, say it'd be it's a difficult it's one. cheap option, wouldn't it? That's, that's with the hindsight, I, I think. I reckon yeah. Radford would have got a lot of criticism for that. Mm. Um, and yeah. I think in hindsight now you could probably say... I mean, I, I, I remember sitting here when we were discussing what we, we should have done. And I said, I, I went against you on Dempster. I saw your points, but I went against you. And I'm not going to pretend I didn't say that. But now, obviously, I, I, it would have been a good option. But that's a gift of hindsight, isn't it? But if we'd have still been in the same position as Dempster, 
would we not have been then saying we should have got an idol, you know we should have yeah. got another manager in that knows what they're doing sort of thing not that John doesn't but you know what I mean it's like he's a rookie manager we should get somebody in that you know has, has done it sort I, of thing I honestly just think they've they've got the wrong man and in some ways I sort of feel it won't happen and I'm probably going to get a lot of criticism for this. I mean, I'll put it out. It's all about opinions, mate. It's all about opinions. I'll say now, I'll I'll back him and the team for the rest of the season regardless. But, in some ways, I wouldn't be disappointed now if if Flickcroft was to go and Dempster was given a shot of it for the rest of the season. It sounds daft because he hasn't been here long and, and it's not morally a good thing to do when you just brought in a manager. But, with it being so not, I don't but think they'll get rid of it. They, they won't do it. No, no, they won't do it. But in some ways, I just would like. I'd like that just because I'd. I'd want to see what Dempster could do. See if they, he could lift the team and try and get a bit of passion into there and and give it a real go for the rest of the season. Like I say, it's not going to happen. So it's a pointless thing to say and probably rightly shouldn't happen in some ways. Do you but, think in, yeah. in in the the Radford's heart of hearts? They are resigned to another season in, in League Two and are going to maybe try and find a little bit extra budget with a few players sold here and there to give Flickcroft the chance to bring in his own squad in the summer. Or do you think it will be, as, as Nathan says, don't deliver, cheerio? Because no, we were, you know, there's no details out there anywhere on what length of contract Flickcroft has. No, but as as a Mansfield fan and I'm sure you guys have all the same as well, we've been crying out for a manager that's done the promotion, knows how to get a promotion from division to division. And, you know, when Evans was appointed, it we, 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 well, we were all divided. You know, he's like Marmite, isn't he? You either love him or you hate him sort of thing. But being a Mansfield manager, you got to stick by him. And even, did, to be fair, we were critical, but we always supported him. Yeah. We will be under Flickcroft, we will be under any exactly. manager. Exactly. That's, that's what we do. Exactly. And, you know, we wanted somebody, you know, who's done it year, you know, in the years gone by. We got Steve Evans, and in the end, he walked away. You know, he, he walked away. So, that to me, you know, it's like, do we find another manager that's going to come in and want to get Mansfield Town promoted. Or you know, I'll, I'll, maybe Flickcroft, you know, it might not happen this season and it might click over the, you know, pre-season. If we are still in League Two, it might click for Flickcroft next season and we might do it. But at this present moment in time, it doesn't seem as though it will. Let's look at some more of these comments uh, coming in. Keep them coming in on the Facebook live feed. Roger says, looking at it's it's like the manager sin- syndrome. Example, David Moyes takes over from Alex Ferguson. Look what happened. Flickcroft onto a hiding come what may. Uh, Mark says, also there was uh, no guarantees with Evans, I feel. Uh, I think only three or four times we, we've actually played uh, well this season, um, even when we've been getting the results Dave says no pride no passion no desire at least try and you'll be back to 110% Uh, Peter says if you had time to analyse our season up to Forest Green Rovers look at the inconsistency games drawn when we should have won being in front and allowing opposition to then bully the game and nick points offers two up against Luton and lucky to hang on at the end for a point it's not it's not just since Flickcroft took over completely agree with that I mean Colchester away uh, one of the most no, frustrating afternoons uh, uh, Carlisle away we were 
we got a point up there, yeah. but we were poor Ch- in the game. Cheltenham, there are so many games we can sit uh, and look back under Evans where we were the same in Barnet. terms of no commitment. Barnet, they, they were so Newport. early on in the season though it doesn't matter because it's the same group of players it's regardless whether there's 100 points to play for or 1 point to play for it's the fact of it's the same group of players and it's the same problem no Mm. desire no passion no commitment what do you say to the similar sort of thing for Crawley when we're in December when we was on that decent run and we just had that one blip in the middle and then we went back to winning that's the game which was identical to Forest Green there was no atmosphere at Crawley we were dead we looked half asleep you know when you wake up some mornings and you just even you've had like 10 hours sleep and you just know you're just physically <laughs> tired you've Monday just, to Friday that's it isn't it <laughs> you're just physically knackered and you just Tuesday can't you can't do it anymore I think that's what Mansfield looked like to Forest Green some more comments we um, whenever we stay over somewhere isn't it overnight before a match that's like, it that's what's doing are they staying out late or something we that's just, it. just need be. to kick up the arse and just get a season going again they, it's like the players have just late. got <laughs> That's it. You know, you know it's not too late. It, do you think it might take a bit of a talking to from Radford just to go in there and just to say, you know, look, we've spent all this money. Don't need the Radfords, there. mate. Get no, me I, in I, there. I know, I know. Get yeah. me in there. I'll have them. Without riot police and everything. But you know what I mean? Hey, then I'm coming for you, son. Dave Bill, coming for you. Byron, coming for you. Angle, coming for you, mate. It's so good fun. In some ways, it's sort of, it's like they need a fallout and I don't mean a big fall I mean something to clear the air I reckon it's like there's something needs to be done like I say like just to give them a, a kick of the backside really and just get the arsenal yeah. gear ready you remember what Brian strong. Clough used to do there's, there, used, there used to be a story about Brian Clough's way of management there was a, there's a story it's about, his way or no way it's <laughs> his way or no way but there was a story about when Stuart Pearce made got his first England cap and he advertised for about his electrical company or something and something to do with an eye and you can find it on the internet but there's other stories about a bottle of uh, bottle of brandy or whatever in the dressing room so anyone who needs a drink drink this now it's the same thing isn't it all into a room locks doors anyone who's got a problem let's get this out in the open now anyone who's got an opinion let's get this open now and let's let's leave everything in this room and walk out those doors and go and get promotion because they deserve it. Mm. They do deserve it when they've played well and they've looked they've looked hungry. Um, Callum says, um, we've had 15 draws this season. If I do my maths right, that's two points dropped each game. So that's 30 points dropped just in draws this season. Just shows how much damage they do. Roger says, I think the Stags have got the best people in charge in John and Carolyn. Paul says... It's a very very big if, but should we be Accrington and Luton, then we are well in the running once again. But if we don't, if we don't, then the playoffs are the best we can hope for. Um, and that's that's the thing, isn't it? It, it, it? These two games are so so critical in terms of we're sitting here thinking they're really tough because it's the top two and the way we played at Forest Green we're going to get battered. But what better place to go out and say, do you know what? You four on that podcast, everyone else that's been doubting us, you're all wrong. Mm. Yeah. Go and do it. Please. <laughs> simple as simple as that. Prove us wrong. Yeah. 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 But just going back to that comment about the playoffs, um, if we do lose the two games over the weekend, we're relying on other teams then, and we don't really want to do that, do we? No, we we need to well, rely on ourselves. Let's, let's be honest, do yeah. They? No, they never do us a favour. Never, well, never works out that way, does it? Strangely, the enemy did by beating Notts County. Yeah, 
That was, weird. That was, that was, a weird. Game. That was so an entertaining funny. game watch, yeah. to watch. I watched weird. that. It was a good game. Uh, but this is not Chesterfield matters. This is Mansfield matters. No, it's just not a, a point. Just, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm not saying this. Win, <laughs> I'm not saying this to make them look any better than they actually are. But if you watch Chesterfield in that Notts County game, they came out with hunger and desire because they've got to fight for their lives at the bottom of the table. Can we mute it? And it's. It's not that it's Chesterfield, it's just any team they've got a point to prove. Barnet have got to do the same thing, they've got to come out and fight for every game and fight for survival. Do you know what? We said it's not Chesterfield matters a minute ago, but I'm going to, I'm going to agree with him and bring this back to Mansfield by saying this the reason that's happening for those people down the road at the moment is by virtue of the person they've appointed in Jack Lester, rookie manager. Yeah. But knows the club inside out, loves the club, and will do absolutely anything to see the club succeed. And that is it's, another it's, reason why we should have gone with John Dempster. It's the passion that. Yeah, but we... we've had that. We had Adam Murray. And I don't think Adam Murray was that bad. I reckon. But you know, I think Murray went straight from playing Murray, to managing. Though, at least Murray went, like you say, he's went from playing to managing. Dempster had a couple of years yeah, with the exactly. youth, but Murray also had no budget mm. and, and brought his friends in. And <laughs> because he had yeah. no budget, brought his friends in and had no trust and Murray wasn't mentally ready I, I think for the no. manager's job it was such a pressurised situation had Murray had a few years as youth team boss and done what Dempster's done it might have been a completely different picture who knows mm. just like it would be if Richie Barker would, would, to, would to come in do you know what I mean it's that time like, like I said Dempster might have come in he might have got it tactically wrong but the point is he might have got them that, that passion and that hunger isn't it and that's what, what Flickcroft doesn't have because people no. are all saying it dry boring dull yeah. Yeah. paint dry yeah. and, that, and that's the problem we need fire we need energy we need that passion let's put it let's ask a question out there then obviously uh, Christian Pierce was sent off for a second bookable offence on Saturday at Forest Green uh, a rest will do him the world a good probably yeah. he's been slowing down but with Xander Diamond out injured um, and Pierce out injured it leaves us with no captain let's go around the table who would you appoint as the skipper we'll start with Nath probably McDonald I'd he say. was the one who took it on, on Saturday yeah, after yeah. Pierce I'd, went off I'd give it him yeah for what reason what, what would your reasoning be behind that I think that? He, well if you excuse the last few games I think he's probably a, a player that can set by example and um if they play him in a bit of a better position, I reckon he, he, if we can get him back to the McDonald that we know he is, he was. Be, he, well, I still say he is. He's Mister Mansfield. Um, so I think he, yeah, I just think he's one that, given the right circumstances, he can lift the players and get them going. And he's, he, he does put in effort, and I don't think we can ever fault him for that. So that's why I put McDonald. What about McDonald's. you, Sai? You you were agreeing with with the McDonald. I would, but if he's in the squad, I'd give it Anderson. Hmm. We know, missed him Saturday. We we really missed Anderson Saturday. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he's dry. He, if he comes back into the squad on Saturday, you know, his his experience, you know, good head on shoulders, you know. So why not? Cam, who would who would yours be? Would you be agreeing and go for from from McDonald, or would you be looking elsewhere? Sam is going to hate me because I'd, I'd honestly say Digby. Yes. Yes, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying that to suck up to you because I couldn't care less. But he's got to say he's a young lad. Don't want this then. Well, yeah, I will. But um, twenty pound is real. But um, it's not Queen Gartash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fresh this um, morning. 
it's not to suck up to Craig and it's not to spite Simon. It's because yes, it you can walk around <laughs> when he's been on the pitch, like he changed the game. I'm glad he said pitch there. <laughs> when he's come onto the pitch, he changed the game at Notts County. He just gave that little bit yeah, more. I must admit, he's got a say he's a young lad. He's pretty level-headed. Fair enough, he's a little bit fast, but <laughs> and to be fair, he's an organizer as well. Yeah. He's, uh, he just whenever whenever we've seen him play this season, I was going to say you know in every Stags mate episode they've always said he's the thickest, so we just trust him to be the captain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, and that's, the reasons Cam said because he's a hungry player, he's a vocal player, he breaks up play, and whenever he comes in, especially at centre half, he looks he must solid. Play at centre half, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he will, he will right, play at centre half. Yeah, but also, I think that. He's just—he's got that youthfulness about him. He's got a little bit of, even for a young player, he reads the game very well. He's a very very cool. People always say in training about him that he's the hardest working, mm. and he doesn't stop running. And that's what Mansfield need. And if you look against Notts County, it was him who got us out of the the sticky brown stuff. If you look at the other games where he's come on, he's impressed, especially in the Flickcraft. I was very surprised and disappointed to see him not start on on Saturday mm. at Forest Green. He's going to start Friday. And for me, I'd give him the, the captain's armband. I don't see why not. Young player, centre-half, mm. light for light, reads the you, game. You looked, when we saw him play at Notts County early in the season in the Checker Trade Trophy, he was playing centre-back and he just bossed that, bas- that back line. And... <laughs> I can't get the words out. I'm as bad as Craig. Um, he just bossed that back line, and he just—he was just organising. Fair enough. The rest of the lads might think he's a bit thick, but he just had that little bit of a difference. It's like he managed really? to make sure that the back line was organised, and if it wasn't, then he'd let them know. He was very vocal in getting his point across when he did play. There's another candidate for you. People saying this in the comments. Conrad Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Never been a fan of a goalkeeper as a captain. No, you can't get your point across. across. Mind you, Logan, he runs about all over the pitch anyway to to get involved (laughs) with stuff that doesn't matter. So it might not be a bad thing. He he may be one that gets it. Uh, we were talking about the Dempster situation as well. Ant says a uh, final point on that. Uh, youth football is different to men's football. Dempster's good with the youth, but uh, that's it. Let's just get behind the team 100%. We will do and we are doing. We're just discussing options. Roger says about captaincy. Uh, would give captaincy to Anderson at right back. He would play every single game like McDonald. Um, Carl says... Uh, just get this, load this comment up. Uh, it's going all the way to the final game chaps exciting times for at least nine teams uh, the loco is picking up speed and there's oh. plenty of coal left to throw in the burner surprise surprise can you feel it steaming up behind you choo choo up the imps uh, I don't think so no. you enjoy your Wembley day out in the Checker Trade Trophy and stay out of the playoffs <laughs> don't worry about it and uh, finally uh, funny comment from Callum if six weeks ago someone would have told me we'd have Swindon's manager and call him for Digby to be captain I would have slapped them <laughs> Football is a funny old game, isn't it? Well, how far we've come. Oh, how far we have come. How into, far we've dropped. Well, how far we've dropped. Yeah. Um, other couple of other points to address before we uh, close things off uh, this week. Congratulations to Mark Stevenson and all of the media team at the Stags. Uh, the Stag winning programme of the year. Enjoy the read, boys. What did you make of we've it? Won yeah. We've won something. We've won something. That's what We've won something. That's it's all come good. On. Uh, yeah, many congratulations to them. Um, nice little quiz in there. Maybe inspired the quiz in here. And 
There might have been a few questions which have been borrowed from there in, in our quizzes, but you've never noticed so far, so it's That's all good fun. Uh, great content as well, and I can tell you there is some absolutely dire programmes in League Two. I picked up Forest Greens on Saturday, look, took one look at that. Looked like a 10-year-old had put it together on Publisher, and I can't believe, so, believe I wasted three minutes. Yeah, it's recycled paper, though. So. Yeah, so it's energy efficient. It's so, all yeah. some, some grounds that we've been to, and it was like, there was just the whole atmosphere of the the place there was barely anything in the back of the program whereas at least what i think it was one comment picked up by the people that did the, did the the news report on it and it just said it's giving the the away team a, a, an in-depth look looking at their past looking at kits it's just giving them a full like seven pages full and you go to some games and we've had what maybe two or three pages not even that mm. for some games well, I think who was it a couple of weeks ago? That, uh, who did we not play? Not before. Who did we play away before Forest Green? Who was it? I'm trying to think. We played, we played Ex- Exeter when they you asked them for a program and they gave you like the historical. Oh yeah, yeah, there was that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So, I think in Notts County's program, um, well, it might not have been Notts County. Maybe before that. Um, Swindon. No, yeah, it might have been Swindon's program. They had Ricky Miller on about forty-eight goals for us in about seventy odd appearances. So. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been good. And who knows in the future? But you never know. Uh, also, this week as well, more pictures of the training ground. It's looking good, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah, it is looking good. Looking and it, it obviously will appeal to, um, to to future players. I mean, I'll stay in the obvious, but even Liam Hearn, remember him? Yeah. Um, he tweeted, he, he quoted the Stags tweet and he said, he, he said himself, it looks incredible. Uh, said it obviously shows that the club's going forward. So, uh, yeah, coming from a player's mouth there. So it's good good to get that reaction from ex-players, I think. And also today, a, a young youth team uh, beating uh, Grimsby. I think 5-3 did it finish three, in yeah. the end Just. in the Reserve League. Um, <laughs> so a topsy-turvy game, but three points on the board. Scored the and, and two, two goals in the last two minutes to win. Nothing wrong with that. I wish we could do that in the league. Exactly. Yeah. We'd, take we'd, that take, Friday. we'd take that Friday, wouldn't yeah. we? But, but there you go. So they, they have it pretty much, you know... It's been a frustrating week, I think it's fair to say. And this Easter weekend, we've got a huge two games coming up in Accrington and in Luton. On a serious, on a serious note, boys, in our heart of hearts, we always want Stags to succeed. And I think a few of us were probably thinking we're not sure where the next goal is coming from, we're not sure where the next win's coming from. But it could go one or two ways, couldn't it, Nate? If you could give a me- message to the players and appeal to their better nature, what would it be? Just give it your best. I don't think, as, as supporters, that's all we want. I don't think we'd blame them for going out there. If they go and lose, as long as they've um, put their bodies on the line and, and uh, wet their socks off, I don't think we'd uh, we'd complain at that. So, yeah, just go out there, pick your heads up, because we know your quality and we know you've got the ability, and just give it what you've got. Simon? Yeah, I'd, I'd echo what Nathan said, you know. Play 100%, you know, if we lose, then at least you've actually give it a shot, give us some passion, you know, determination, and let's see where it takes us. <coughs> what about you? Uh, Friday morning, wake up, get out of the right side of the bed. Just take that positive energy. What if the right just... side of the bed's against the wall? What if they can only get out of the left side of the bed? Oh, no, you mean, you mean it methodically, you know, I'm being pedantic, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Carry on. Get out the right side of the bed and just make the day a positive day. Don't focus on the negatives. Just keep going forward and bring that positive energy onto the pitch. I'll say it again for, you know, they need to want it. Yeah. 
You've got to want it. They need to want it, and I've said it for like last four podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end on this. Obviously, Accrington and Luton coming up. I'm going to end on something which I wrote on Sunday after I had a bit of sleep and a bit of time to reflect on the game. But the anger and the disappointment was still boring away a little bit obviously we'll be back here next Thursday at 6.30 Ish. Uh, for the Mats for Mats podcast for you to get your say on your team in but I think it's fair to say you know me personally I've been in a position in my career where a senior manager's left and it's been up to me to sort of steady the ship and make the best of a bad situation I managed it there were challenges along the way as you well know Cam because you were there at the time um, but it and it certainly had its moments where I had no desire and you know, couldn't be bothered. But in the end, you've got to be professional enough to sort of pick yourself up and carry on with it, haven't you? I'd stick good money that all four of us around this table have, you know, been in the same position at some time. And I'd stick good money on people at home listening or watching have been in the same situation as well. So why can't professional sportsmen rally around each other and deliver? Get over yourselves. Evans and his bullshit bull in the China shop management has gone. It's been replaced by a methodical, quiet and tactical chess player. Yeah, you couldn't have more of a difference really, but does that really stop you getting a result? Does that really stop you going out week in, week out, pulling on the shirt and giving your all for the cause? If the answer's yes, I'd love to hear why. You've got eight, le- eight games left to play, which includes playing the top two teams uh, along with three, possibly four teams in a relegation threatened sort of situation. And they're not easy games either. They're the toughest. All we ask is that from here on in, you come out and give everything you've got for Mansfield Town Football Club. Commit to every game for every single millisecond. Commit to every tackle. And don't stop running. And for I nearly swore. Commit to having a bloody shot on target. Be brave. Have the courage to swim against the tide. That fella jumping onto the Peterborough ship is irrelevant. He hasn't actually sunk it, has he? Eight games to go and we're still in the playoffs. And actually, even though it might seem the most ridiculous of tasks right now, hopes of automatic promotion aren't fully dead because two wins over this Easter period, well, we could be in a different boat altogether. There's a flicker of light in the distance. So cling on to it, please. For the sake of the manager who's fighting an inferno in a petrol station with a water pistol... For the sake of a chairman and a CEO who work tirelessly to keep the football club ticking over and put food on your table because they are the ones who pay your wages with the money that comes into the club through us. For the sake of the supporters who travel countless miles and pay questionable prices week in, week out to be put through the emotional mire of the pain of football. And despite our rantings and our frustrations, at the end of the day... We love you and we want you to succeed. I don't know, should we stood up like that? <laughs> uh, because you are our players for our football club. Last but last and by no means least, cling on to it for you because you came here and you were sold a dream. Only you have the power to make that dream become a reality. Give it a go and don't stop. Then no matter what happens, as somebody said earlier in the comments, we will always have you back. All we ask for is commitment, boys. Amen. Go out and bloody do it against Accrington. Go out and do it against Luton. And by the time you join us back here, fatter with all the chocolate that Simon's got to go and buy for his missus, we will be in a much happier place. Thank you, as always, for watching and getting involved in the comments. This is the show for the fans. Why? Matters. Matters. I was expecting a bit more punch than that, but there you go. It's, it's live. Uh, 
Mansfield always matters. We'll see you back here next Thursday, 6.30-ish. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Come on, you stags. Let's turn this around. We might be on the Titanic, but we can swim to the shore. So Nathan's just reminded me, this is an exclusive for the audio version here, that we've not done the answer to oddballs because I was in such an a, a, a inspirational mood and speech. Nathan... Nath- well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, how dare you? said you didn't <laughs> want to re- interrupt me because I was in... Full flow. No, I couldn't. I was too emotional as well. You was too emotional. You could wipe those tears away now. I have. I'll start calling you Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, Theresa May. Let's get Craig Priest in next. Oh, I've not got anything for politics. I'm not bothered in the slightest, but there you go. Uh, so I'll, but this is the exclusive bit for the audio version. If you've listened to this and you've not watched the video version, you get an extra here now, aren't you? We don't get paid for this extra version. We don't get paid, paid at all. Hey, I've got your chocolate. What Sponsored more do you want? Sponsored by no one. Sponsored by Cadbury's Cream Eggs. So I asked at the start... The oddballs for this: Rory Bolding, Louis Moult, Joel Byron, and Andy Todd have all played for both sides in this lineup. But who is the oddball and why? Nathan, at the start, you thought you had I'm just gonna, the answer. Well, no, it's a, it's a guess. I'm going to say Louis Moult. I'm going to say because he's made less than ten appearances. So that's all I can go with. Okay, Simon, what would you go with? No idea. You're on the right tracks, Cam. Oh, it's not Joel Byron. It's not Joel Byron. Damn I'll, it! I'll take Damn you straight away. I thought that was funny. Well, well, that would never do. The answer was Andy Todd. Because he's the only one out of the four who's played more for Accrington than he has for us. Um, the others, it's either the other way around or on an equal playing field, like four for each. But yeah, Andy Todd played more yeah. for Accrington than he has did, for us. So by, did, by any chance, did those other three players play more than Louis, more than ten than Louis Mull? Just, just by any chance, am I still right but wrong? Uh, no, 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 you're just wrong. This is the same as last week. I'm not playing this game anymore. I mean, Rory Bolding might have played more than 10. Louis Martin. At least he's had it this week. Yeah. Andy Todd didn't play more than more than 10. Did he so, not? No, he only played a handful of games. I'm, I'm counting cup games. Well, I'm not. Yeah. So Always they, remember, Andy Todd played the first time we played Alfreton in the league, banging in a last minute winner. Always remember that. What a goal that was. Maybe we'll need to find that out on the uh, the archive and, and put the video on. Uh, so, yeah, audio listeners to this, uh, you've had a bit of extra content because basically I forgot to, to wrap up probably the, the best bit of the podcast, which is the other side. Sacked in the morning. Sacked in the morning. You're getting sacked in the morning. I gave you biscuits. What more do you want? Honestly, you invite them round to you. To your house, you give them a cup of tea. Next week, don't we, lads? Oh yeah. You've given, nah, nah. I, gave, I gave it away one of my Easter oh, eggs. You've had, menu. you've had half, half of me. You've had half of me <laughs> packets of biscuits. <laughs> you had a cup yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my Steve Evans impression here. Oh. I'm out. I've had enough of Matsfield. I'm out. I've had enough. I'm Tune gone. Next week's episode is Peterborough matters. <laughs> <laughs> Posh podcast. Oh no, oh, Robert. Oh, well, <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to the Peterborough Podcast it's fun, show it's for the fans but no I have not thought of this and we certainly won't be doing it uh, audio listeners Sorry. well done for staying for the end and getting this bit of hey, extras this, this could have been um, if, if they're still with this us. could have been spy rights matters if you'd have kept that job at PKM get out don't even say yeah, that just don't even talk about that time don't even talk about that time join us next week 6.30 Ish. on the show for the fans by the fans probably 
Why? Because Mansfield Matters yeah. on Facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters. And if you want to check out any of the extra content, <laughs> log on to mtfcmatters.co.uk. Get out of my bloody house! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.